Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Good evening, and welcome to our Thursday, September 17th, Visibilities for Visually Impaired Senior Abilities. There's been... um, a bit of a change. There's been a big change, actually, in this evening's uh, set in this evening's call. The gentleman who was going to speak to us this evening regarding the thrift savings plan and other financial fitness had a medical emergency um, about an hour ago and is unable to join us this evening. So I have put together a very quick. Um, first half of the program. The second half of the program is uh, going to be uh, some memories of Charlie Crawford. I think most everyone knows that Charlie passed away on September 11th. And since then, Bob Hache from Massachusetts has also passed away. This has not been a very good week for ACB's advocacy um, in the, in in regards to people who have been longtime advocates and very strong advocates for ACB. But we're going to carry on with some advocacy in that I just want to thank everyone who has emailed me. I put out on several of the lists yesterday a request for information regarding telehealth video conferencing experiences that people have had. Um, I've actually needed it for a project that we're doing in my office. One of the attorneys had asked me about articles on the accessibility of video conferencing for telehealth. And I said, I don't think there are for blind people. She had done uh, deaf and hard of hearing. And I said, I don't think there are too many articles since it's changing so much and so much of it is inaccessible. So I said, let me get in touch with the 6,000 people in ACB's email list, it seems, and uh, see what I can find. And so I thank those of you who have responded. And I'm wondering if there are any people here who would be willing to share just what what, um, service your healthcare professional was using and how successful it's been for you over the last six months. At the moment, everyone, I, for those of you, hold on one second. I wasn't sure whether who was muted and who wasn't. So hold on one minute. Zoom has taken over my computer. Anyone who would like to speak, who does have anything to offer for this, if you would raise your hand, I will going to try and unmute everyone in just a minute. Um, in the meanwhile, if you would raise your hand, and for those who might not be familiar with hand raising, on the PC, it's Alt-Y. On the iPhone, it's on the um, More menu in the lower or lower or middle screen of your screen under More. There's a hand raise on there. Uh, on your landlines, it is Star 9. On a Mac, it's Command Shift Nine, and I think I got everybody's options on that one. Um, in the meanwhile, I'm going to try to unmute everyone, or at least ask you to unmute if you have anything you want to say, you want to add. 
Has anyone had any experience? Has anyone had any experience with teleconferencing with your um, healthcare professionals in the last during the pandemic? Apparently not. I'm going to go through and I can't do an unmute all apparently. Mute all current no cancel that. I'm sorry for the delay. I did not think I was going to need any assistance tonight, but. Nothing else has gone right this evening. That's to unmute. Okay, I think most everyone now has been asked to unmute. Yes, that's correct. Okay, so if we, if anyone has anything that, any comments that would be of help, um, I'd greatly appreciate it. And I think some of the rest of us might as well. I'm not looking I for any information about your medical, your medical situation. It's just what services you might have used and how well they did work or didn't. Okay. If anyone does want to say something and, and you're still not, I've asked, I've told it to unmute everyone, but if you prefer to stay muted or something, then please um, just raise your hand and we can try to unmute you that way. I know I've gotten about 20 responses, email responses from people. And I do appreciate that. In the meanwhile, we do have some announcements I wanted to uh, put out. Next week's call, usually I put this at the end, but because of the way we're going to do today's tonight's program, I'm going to do the announcements now. Next week's call on the 24th, I am doing with Guide Dog Users Incorporated, and it's going to be a discussion and conversation with several of the guide dog schools on their policies and programs uh, as concerning seniors um, with guide dogs. In whether it's in getting a guide dog for your first time or your seventeenth time, <laughs> um, and GDUI is doing a yeoman's work as usual to get. Uh, to coordinate with the with the various guide dog schools, so I think that should be a pretty good program next week. Um, Sounds good to me. A couple of other things, I just want to let you know a couple of last minute things that have come in um, this Sunday. We're going to do something this evening. I'm just going to uh, play some memories that have been directed to me um, this week. Um, concern, uh, regarding the passing of Charlie and Charlie's character, especially. Um, but there will also be on Sunday, um, Anthony Corona's program, Sunday edition on ACB Radio Mainstream from 1 to 3 in the afternoon Eastern time. Uh, he will also be doing a tribute to, uh, to Charlie and, and I think Bob as well. And on Tuesday night, Tuesday night, it's um, Paul Edwards, and I think Paul's going to be on as soon as he can. He's, was, he had another a conflict in getting on tonight, uh, but he's going to get be on to tell us a little more about what he's doing um, as a tribute next Tuesday night on Tuesday Topics, which is also on ACB Radio Mainstream, or you can call in on both, both of those events. Um, that's also going to be uh, a, a tribute to Charlie. Paul um, Paul goes back, I don't know, 25 years or so with with Charlie and is known 
Bob, for a number of years. My husband and I go back down right around 50 years with Charlie. Um, so we've all got a lot of memories, and I know a lot of other people who do. Uh, that's So that's going to be taking place. The other thing is... Um, I just found out as we were start, as I was coming on to start this call tonight that the Bay State Council of the Bind is going to be doing a memorial service on the it, the date has been changed. It's going to be on October third um, in memory of Charlie Crawford, Bob Hache, and a couple of other people. And I'm sorry, I don't know the names. One of them is um, Ms. Pick. I think her name was Picker. Picker. I shouldn't have tried it because now I can't get it right. Picarello, I think it was, um, who worked at the Carroll Center. And there will be more coming out on all of those. Um, the other thing that will also be coming out, I think within the next few days, is the link to the funeral home for Charlie's funeral will be streamed on... Saturday the 26th at 10.30 in the morning. Uh, for anyone who wants to do that, I think you go to the funeral home and there will be a link there um, to the stream. I will be putting out something um, a little more, a lot more detail on it within the next few days regarding that. Okay, anybody got any open chat? Because I'm running out of things to talk about, quite honestly. <laughs> Um, this is Mary Beth Metzger from New York. Um, I just have a quick comment about, hi, Terry. Um, a quick comment about telehealth. I've had a bunch of doctor's appointments in the past six months, and I've been really surprised at the number of, of doctors that, um, you know, when I would call them, you know, especially if, if I thought it was, you know, sort of insignificant, you know, do you just want to look at the blood work and give me a call? And they were like, uh, no, I really want to see you. <laughs> and and that was a big surprise to me. <laughs> I didn't mind seeing them, but I thought they were going to kind of, you know, I, I thought it was going to be a, a big deal as far as, you know, telehealth and setting it up and, and all this. And, and maybe it's peculiar to the Albany, New York area, but uh, these guys uh, were all about, no, please come to the office. We'll take your temperature and proceed as usual. That was a surprise that to is, me. Yeah, that is interesting because I suppose New York was doing such a great job of uh, decreasing the number of cases and such that they probably were. Well, maybe that's it. You know, New York was on the decrease mode, and maybe they just figured that they were in a good spot. I don't know. I have a I question was interesting. for Patty. I'm sorry, Patty? Um, it sounded like the other lady that was talking before. Mary Beth. No, 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 the other lady. Oh, Terry. Oh, Terry Pacheco. Okay, were you the one who's talking about the funerals? Yes. Okay, you don't. You sound like Patty, Patty Cox. That's why I thought I'm like, that's Patty. Um, no, I missed a lot of the. Uh, I don't even know if you know who that is, but anyway, it's Carla's daughter. Um, I missed a, a chunk of the conversation because I had a business call come through at the wrong doggone time. Who was Bob and who was Charlie? Charlie, Crawf Charlie Crawford and Bob Hache. Bob Hache has been a, an active uh, advocate. Um, working out of Massachusetts for the last several years um, and also was the one who was moderating uh, the ACB email lists for the last several years. 
um, was an ex, I think, an ex officio member of the ACB Board of Publications. Charlie Crawford. He was. Ah, there you are. Um, Charlie Crawford was a former executive director of ACB. He's a board member emeritus of the Equal Rights Center. He was the commissioner in the Massachusetts Commission for the Blind for about 16 years. He has done an awful lot. Um, I've got a little bit okay. of a presentation that I'm going to do later on in the uh, in the program. And the other gentleman? Uh, Bob Heche. Yes. Bob, that's who I was saying at first. Bob is also from Massachusetts and has they done a are. lot of advocacy. He's the one I was saying was on the email lists and such. Okay, because you said there's a Bob and a Charlie, so I was trying to, okay. Yeah. Wow. And I think I just heard Mr. Edwards. Never. <laughs> Well, hardly ever. <laughs> well, we're mixing up everybody tonight. <laughs> That's yeah, not I'm Paul here. Edward. Oh, yes, my God. Is. How are you? Oh, my God. God. Two days in a row. This is un unbelievable. What can I tell you? We got to stop meeting like that. That's right. They'll start a rumor. <laughs> There's already too many. <laughs> Paul, can you, um, I mentioned about Anthony's program on Sunday and that you were doing um, your uh, Tuesday topics on Tuesday evening from 7 to 9 on ACB Radio Mainstream, but can you uh, give them a little bit more about your program? Um, yeah, it is, a, it, it, it is a program that's been going on now for, gosh, uh, a long time. This will be the 20th fifth week in a row that Tuesday Topics has been on. And it's a two-hour show, and we're devoting all of it to celebrating the life of Charlie Crawford. He was, oh, okay. um, he was the executive director of ACB for most of the time I was president. Um, I had the honor of luring him away from, um, from the, the Mass Commission for the Blind that he was the commissioner of, so he was the, the boss there. Um, and he's really an amazing guy. He's done he's done all kinds of very cool things that you'll hear about on Tuesday. He was responsible for starting really the first major organization of blind people in Massachusetts. Um, he wrote uh, he was the the first executive director to set up a bulletin board that was specifically designed to be accessible for blind people on the internet long before those things were very popular. He wrote a very cool checkbook program in DOS. When, and, and of course, DOS, DOS was, was the time when I understood computers. I haven't since. Um, but um, the work that he did for ACB was, was amazing. Um, he and I formed, formed a real alliance. We had just written our first uh, ACB plan of action. And in that plan of action, we changed the title of, our, of the head of our organization from national representative to executive director. And Charlie was really the first person who filled that role. Uh, Oral Miller had been working there before, but um, he was replaced by Charlie. And Charlie was um, Charlie was immensely popular with folks be because he did uh, he did a really good job of communicating with everyone. He and I did well together. We 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 started ACB Radio together. We were responsible um, for for getting what is now BPI underway. Um, and Brian Charlson was my first, was my first vice president, and all of us as a team worked really hard um, to try to make um, to try to make ACB what it is. And and you'll hear hear some 
of those stories and lots of others about Charlie if you join us on Tuesday. Okay, I got a question. Yeah. Giving me two, just two examples, not a long thing. What does an executive director do? Just two things. Well, he is the, he is the he is the boss of of everybody else who works for ACB um, and is responsible for working with the board of directors to implement policies that ACB decides on. But he's not higher than the president, though, is he? It, it's a, it's at a different level. The president of ACB doesn't get paid anything, um, and the president of the board govern ACB. But the executive director is the is like is like the 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 chief officer of a company, the chief executive of a company. So the executive director performs that role. Okay. I'm just I think it's say, pretty important. Yeah, really. Um, and he was a heck of a boss. I've yeah, known Charlie yeah. both as a friend and as a boss um, through the years. And uh, he could put a team together. He put a, a national office team together that was pretty phenomenal. I mean, inside of the first three weeks that we were there, we had so many different things going. We had uh, an unlimited time interview with the uh, commissioner of the Rehabilitation Services Administration um, to discuss a number of different issues as far as rehabilitation was concerned, as far as Randolph Shepard was concerned. Um, There were just so many things that that went on, uh, the news notes from the national office uh, was something that Charlie always was a very strong believer in community. And that's one of the things that I think is nice about this whole ACB community that uh, Cindy has so moved forward with uh, in the, since the pandemic started, because that was one of Charlie's big things was making sure that people were involved and that, and that people were able to have their own input. Charlie really was, um, he really did. He gave his all for people, for, for people's rights, both blind people, people with disabilities, all people. Um, he stood amazingly strong for democracy and, um, equal rights for everyone, um, and equal access for all people, especially blind and visually impaired community. Um, and I, I've just kind of always felt that these qualities in him, we've so many of us admired and a lot of us strive to try and live by, to try and a- accomplish them in our own lives every day. You know, one of the things that occurred to me and I wanted to put it in one of these programs is um, that we should keep Charlie in our memories. Every time anyone, every time you go on a subway platform where there's a tactile warning strip, because we lost a very dear friend, Peggy Kingman McCarthy, in 1993 to a subway accident in a station on the T, as it's called, in Boston. And after that, at that time, Charlie was commissioner, but he worked tirelessly for tactile warning strips on every subway platform, wherever it may be. I'm going to play the following um, messages from uh, from some people who were touched by his his stalwartness and um, and his commitment and his commitment to all of us. And so, what I'm going to do is thank you all for being here this evening. I'm going to turn this on to share my screen because I want to 
it's it's a recording that I want to play for you. And so I'm going to mute all. Oh, except David, because he's streaming. I don't think I can mute him. Um, but I'm going to mute everyone. And I just hope that you sit back and listen to the kind of person that Charlie Crawford was and just how big a loss he is to the blindness community. And with that, I thank you all. And hopefully we'll uh, have a great show next week with guide dog users and the guide dog schools and as and their programs, um, as I mentioned earlier, their policies and programs in regards to seniors. Just a minute to get this done. David, you should be able to unmute. Oh, okay. I thought you did. I'm sorry. Charlie made an enormous contribution to bettering the lives of blind people in the United States and at times during his career, the wider disability community. I first became aware of Charlie when I was online using the old bulletin board systems and I learned that he had set up one at the Massachusetts Commission for the Blind. This would have been through FidoNet. At that stage, he was the commissioner at the MCB. Despite the long-distance charges and the difficulty in staying connected via a modem to a computer half a world away, I would regularly call the MCB BBS to hang out and find out what Charlie and his team were up to. Even then, through a 2400-board modem and later a 56K modem, Charlie came across as an articulate and passionate advocate, an innovator who harnessed technology for the betterment of blind people. Many still fondly remember the Talking Checkbook program that he and Don Barrett worked on. By 1998, many of us were online by now using the internet. There was quite the buzz when it was announced that Paul Edwards, the president of ACB, had lured Charlie away from Massachusetts to be ACB's new executive director, the successor to Oral Miller. He began in November of that year. I believe this ushered in a golden era for ACB, with inspiring leadership at the governance and the operational arms of the organisation. Internationally, NFB had a much higher profile, but with Paul Edwards and Charlie Crawford pushing things along, national and international interest in ACB increased markedly. Charlie was a gifted communicator, not just an orator, but he genuinely did communicate well with people. He believed in the power of grassroots organisations. Innovations, such as the news notes from the national office, regularly kept the membership informed and made them feel a part of what was going on. And there was a lot going on back then. It was my privilege to work closely with Charlie when I was hired to found and direct ACB Radio. And it always made me feel proud when ACB Radio did something Charlie considered meritorious enough to be included in those news notes from the national office. He was always asking me about all the pioneering internet radio things that we were doing at ACB Radio. He was passionate about them and he believed in them. He thought it was all very cool and he couldn't have been more supportive. After term limits meant that Paul Edwards was no longer president of ACB, the organisation started taking an autocratic turn I found deeply troubling. While always professional, Charlie said just enough to encourage me to hang in there and remember the bigger picture, the good that we were doing, how many people appreciated the work that was going on. But things finally got too much, and just when I needed it most, I received another job offer. 
I resigned in June of 2003 and left the organization in mid-July after the convention. When I attended that final ACB convention as ACB radio director, in behavior that can only be described as churlish and petty, no acknowledgement was made on the convention floor of my departure nor my contribution. Soviet style, it was like I didn't exist anymore, even to the point that no place or food was organized for me at the convention banquet. Charlie, Penny Reader, and other wonderful members of the ACB staff at National Office organized a function for me to say thank you and present me with a golden microphone, which I still have on my desk today. It's beside me as I speak. That's the kind of thoughtful, passionate, sensitive guy that Charlie was. That same convention saw Charlie's bravery and integrity on full display. He must have known that he was potentially putting a stable job he loved on the line when he got up at the 2003 convention to speak passionately against an amendment which would have curtailed the rights of ACB members who also happened to be staff. Charlie's speech, defending freedom of speech and freedom of association, saw the amendment defeated resoundingly and put a process in train right after the convention adjourned that led to Charlie's departure from ACB in October of that year due to irreconcilable differences. When you're a chief executive or in any senior role, you do have to swallow some dead rats, but you must also never forget where you've come from and know when something is so anathema to your values that your integrity requires you to speak out. Charlie never forgot where he came from, who he truly served, those blind Americans who chose to be ACB members. He put it all on the line because he knew he was right and that ACB's values were under threat. That was Charlie's guts, bravery and integrity on show for all to see. And I'm sure he paid a very high price, not just financially, but also in terms of the stress caused. Based on his brief statement, it was clear to me that Charlie had a gagging clause in his settlement agreement that is not uncommon, so I broke my own silence about my departure from ACB Radio. No one asked me to do it, but I wanted to stand in solidarity with Charlie. Charlie was a man worth doing that for. Charlie and I moved on, but we did keep in touch from time to time, and in recent years, he became a regular listener to Mushroom FM. He would often send email to Bonnie and me with requests, personal updates and little pieces of news that he thought might interest us. He was always bringing people together, putting people in touch with one another who he thought might have something in common or could join together to make a positive impact. You may recall that the last contribution to this show from Charlie was his fascinating recollections about people and events surrounding the passage of the Americans with Disabilities Act on its 30th anniversary. Charlie was gregarious, he had a great sense of humour, he looked for talent and he encouraged that talent to thrive and he was a hell of a nice guy. Charlie and I only worked closely together for the briefest of times. There are people who of course knew him and know of his contribution far better than I, and I hope that they will share their memories of Charlie with us. But I know that through his contributions, Charlie leaves the world a fairer, more accessible place, full of people who will take up the mantle and strive for a tomorrow that is even better for blind people than today. That's what Charlie Crawford stood for, 
and that's how we can best honour him. Thank you, Charlie. Knowing you even in the small way that I did enriched my life so much, and it was an absolute privilege. And Bonnie's in the studio now. This is a sad occasion to be together. Tell me about your memories of Charlie. I first met Charlie, I think it was in 1997, and it was my second ACB convention. My first one was in Phoenix in 1992, I believe it was. And um, the Seeing Eye was having some sort of forum. I, I forget exactly what it was. It seemed like it was a a day-long thing, and there was um, groups that met, and it seemed like they had kind of an open time for people who were interested in learning, guide dog people who were interested in learning about the Seeing Eye, whether they be first-time guide dog users or switching schools, and they came in, and they had a dinner that night, and I actually sat at the table with Charlie, and at that time, he was uh, commissioner of the Mass Commission for the Blind, which is ironic because... You know, 13 years later, I'd be working for them. And at that time, I was um, working for the state of Tennessee. And I asked him, did he know our, our uh, they, we didn't call him a commissioner, it was director, and he did. So that was the first time I met Charlie. And then, of course, just being involved with GDY and um, that's Guide Dog Users Incorporated and working at the seeing eye charlie would call the seeing eye and i i saw him in class when he got his dog and um just getting to to kind of know him from from there i guess i probably got to know charlie more when i started my show here on mushroom fm and he did listen to the 80s ladies show and he also was a big fan of the Mosin Explosion. He would e- email in uh, quite frequently. And just recently, he had sent me a, a birthday greeting. Mm. He'd sometimes phone in as yeah, well. He'd phone so, in he, and, yeah. yeah. But one thing about Charlie that I do remember is he was really, if he got into something, he was super enthusiastic about it. And yeah. so he wasn't just a guide dog user, a guide dog handler. I mean, he was really into it, wasn't he? He was oh, quite yeah. active in his GDU. Very active. Yeah. He served on the board. Um, he was very, very active with his dogs. I don't know how many dogs he had. I know his most recent one is Raisin, and he would always ch- sign his emails, Charlie and Susan and little Raisin in the sun. Um, <laughs> and he'd always say hello to Eclipse, wouldn't he? Always yeah. say hello to Eclipse, yes. Yeah. So And Lizzie, when Lizzie was uh, still guiding. But yeah, he was very, very active in GDY. And um, Penny Reader had written a very, really nice tribute to him that I saw on the Seeing Eye list and talked a lot about how, on some levels, it was sort of fitting that he passed on 9-11 because she remembers him in the national office on September the 11th, 2001, when uh, there was the attacks in D.C. and in in, uh, New York City and Pennsylvania. And um, she remembers him being very concerned about everybody in the national office getting home and getting out of there safely because no one knew what was going to happen next. We didn't know if it was over. You know, that was the sense up in, in where I was outside New York City. But he didn't leave the office until everyone else had had gone and was safely home with their families. And then he and his dog left to, to get on the metro. 
just a, a very sad loss for he, you know, was instrumental in starting the Bay State Council, what became the Bay State Council of the Blind in Massachusetts, and of course served at MCB for 14 years, I believe it was, as his commissioner. And even when I joined MCB in, in 2010, they still talked a lot about Charlie and his influence on the commission and what a nice commissioner and nice person he was. And he would go around, you know, talking to people and that was that was charlie and it is interesting and then he went to acb Mm -hmm. where he had a similar impact people still talk really fondly of his tenure as executive director of acb how impactful he was how nice he was yeah and you could talk to him he would encourage people to to email him and you know he had that aneurysm and we believe it was 2003 and anyone out there can correct us, but just a discussion on the guide dog group that it was possibly 2003 and, you know, was very, very fortunate to have recovered from that. And after that, people would, you know, would encourage to email him and talk to him. And he would talk to you on any subject. You know, he, he was one of these people that knew a little, I think, about everything and was happy to, to talk about it with you. I appreciate it. Thank you, Bonnie. Here's Don Barrett. And he says, I had the distinct honor and privilege of working with Charlie on the Talking Checkbook a DOS-based program for blind people which worked with DOS-based screen readers. This was in the early 1990s. Of course, Charlie had already written the major part of it, but I called him with some ideas and he said, Hey, can you program? Well, I had learned some DBase 3 coding from Doug Wakefield's wonderful talking tutorials, I remember that, which taught so many of us so much, and I was so excited that I said, Sure, why not? Well, we added all kinds of new modules and made it print checks from a template, provide summaries of the status of the checkbooks and other fun stuff, including visits from Tempo, the talking cat, which was just another wonderful and fun idea of Charlie's. We had a ball working on it, and I learned to my pleasure what a fun, loving, playful and brilliant guy he really was. I am no programmer by trade, but thanks to Doug's tutorials and Charlie's prodding, I did what I could, and it seemed to all work out. So, Charlie, thanks for your kindness, your inclusive attitude, and for being so good at making things happen. And most of all, thank you for making those who worked with you feel happier for the encounter. I am sure that wherever you are, you and Tempo will be making mischief and making life better for the world. Thanks, Don Barrett, for that lovely tribute. Jonathan, this is Dan Fry, and I just read your announcement for the podcast today where you disclosed that Charlie Crawford passed away. I just wanted to call and convey my condolences to all who knew Charlie and to acknowledge that we worked together quite well. Um, When I was chairman of the State Rehabilitation Council, to the Maryland Division of Vocational Rehabilitation. Charlie served on that council with me as the representative from the Maryland Council of the Blind. And despite being members of different political organizations of the blind, Charlie and I were always able to transcend any differences we had and to work together in a united front for the betterment of blind Marylanders. Of course, Charlie also had a national reputation 
as you and Bonnie will no doubt reference, but he will definitely be missed, and I was saddened to read of his passing. We lost a friend, but we've got a lot to remember, and we'll be doing that on Sunday and Tuesday. I thank you all. I think we're going to close off a little early tonight, um, and I guess I'm going to raise a toast to Charlie, to Bob, and to everyone who knew them, because somehow we were all friends, and most of it was because of Charlie and Bob. Bob was a character as well. We're going to be doing uh, some more about Bob um, on one of the next two programs. Uh, and I know Bay, Bay State Council is going to be doing it. As I said, they're doing a memorial on October 3rd. And there'll be more coming out. I just want to thank David for streaming tonight's program. Apologies for the last-minute change of uh, topic. And thank you all. Have a great week. And we'll see you on the 24th.